Okay. Okay. Let's begin. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Now I'm ready. <laughs> and there's the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the possibly first episode of Bromancing the Stone. My name bromancing. is... Bromancing. I said bromancing. Oh, okay, sorry. God damn it, Max. Hi, I'm Max. I'm an idiot. <laughs> that is Max Lyon. He's been my friend. Don't give them my last name. Just triangulating my existence here. Now everyone knows. Are you trying to live off the grid? I mean, I was. <laughs> well, no longer. Okay. So that's Max Lyon. He is <laughs> he is not on Twitter. He is on Instagram, but is protected. So good luck trying to follow him there. Actually, I think it might be public now. It might be public? Yeah, I'll, I think I'll make mine public, too, and I'll just deal with the randos. Yeah. Yeah, we'll make a public. Yeah, yeah. We'll make a public, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's Max Lyon. Not Ly- that that matters. I mean... We have no one listening. I want no, to... Let's I, stop I, kidding no, no, ourselves I, No, 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 no. We are I, not... I, I once... I once had someone like random who like liked. I, I don't post photos often, but they went back and liked all my photos from when like I had started to where I was, and it was like a good year's worth of photos. That's about, weird. Like, so it was like fifteen likes. Wasn't a tremendous amount, but at the same time, they just liked everything and started commenting on a couple of them, and it was just some random name that looked like it was not from the United States. And I'm just like, if you're outside of was the he country, a Nigerian prince? No, but it was just like, I don't care what, like, sex you are. If you're outside the country liking my shit and commenting, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> that's just weird. weird to me. Well, But, listen, like, especially because I, did, I didn't have a podcast at the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and so I made my stuff private and, like, well, now I'm going to make it public again for this podcast. Listen. Romancing the Stone, which I said correctly the first time. Anyway, that's Max Lyon. He and I have been friends and I. I've been friends. He and I have been friends since freshman year of college, and yes. we met through um, a mutual friend. Sure, let's call. It, yeah, I mean, he lived on your floor. I was actually supposed to be roommates with him, but then I decided I was going to join a church group for like a hot second, and then I re- reneged yeah, on that. Is not that's Renee Sanchez. Sanchez, <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Renee Sanchez. <laughs> he... I didn't introduce myself, did I? No, yeah. you didn't. I'm like, Renee we're Sanchez. Just, we're just falling apart. No, no, no. This we is all good. Garbage. This is all staying in. Uh, well, I, putting, I'm, I'm sure of it. This is all staying in. Yeah, so I'm Renee Sanchez. I apologize. Uh, I am a 31, soon to be 32-year-old male who lives in Chicago. Uh, we we both yeah we're yeah. we're recording this this is from Chicago. Oh, we <laughs> yes. Recording in Chicago. So Max Lyon is also a Chicagoan. Uh, but we grew up in Oregon. We met yes, in Oregon. We exactly. Went to Oregon. University of Oregon. Go, go Ducks. Ducks. They just beat Michigan in basketball today. And over time, let's go. What what? Now you know when we recorded this. Uh, but 
further triangulating our existence. <laughs> That's what it's about, Max. We're it sharing ourselves sorry. to the tens and tens of listeners. We are sharing ourselves. Yeah, keep in mind, like the six people that will be. Listening no, I'm to this putting right this away. on. My, I'm putting this on my Twitter, and they I have already know who we are. I I'm putting this on my Twitter, and I have hundreds of followers. We're, we're talking about like, like our two hundred and some odd followers. You can put podcasts on Twitter. You can put a link to it. I did not sign up for that. I am well, so doc, scared now. I'm filtering everything. What? Are you like... Stop it. Anyway. So, yeah. Max and I met... <laughs> Max and I met in college. You're still talking uh, about that? Yes, because you keep God. interrupting me. <laughs> anyway. All day thing. Okay. So, a uh, guy that I had known since elementary school, he lived in the same hall as Max did, which was across the courtyard in uh, being east represent uh and no, so don't represent i hated that hell i mean it was the cheap it was the oh cheap God. rooms we chose the cheap terrible team. dormitory on oregon's campus it was the cheap rooms at the time anyway. i think they've upgraded them since but anyway I doubt it. so yeah basically we became friends because i i got to meet him through that mutual friend and then we played on rec softball teams through Damn college straight yeah Mm. And then Renee was our ace pitcher. Yep, got pegged uh, by two line drives in consecutive innings, one game. Lived to tell the story. Threw a six inning no hit. No wait, no not no, shut out. I didn't throw a shutout. I shut him out five of the six innings. Oh excuse me. But I was hungover as fuck on that game. <laughs> That's a whole. I'm sure we'll tell that yeah, story. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, 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 we'll talk we'll about that one. Uh, Meanwhile, but, I'm sipping my. Yeah, sip your wine. Sip your wine. Sip your wine. I, I am staying sober. Because this is a classy podcast. You're darn right. We are discussing... What are we here for, Renee? <laughs> we are here to not ramble about our past. Yeah. what are we here for? What is this podcast? <laughs> this podcast is about watching romantic comedies. But, as we've established... Two guys. We're two dudes who love watching romantic comedies. Yes. To and we also love talking, as you can tell as well. So we figured, with you know, everyone else has a podcast. Why don't we have a podcast? I have a microphone, so I'm bored. Exactly. (laughs) We don't have a lot of friends out here in Chicago (laughs) since we're out here. Oh, it hurts because it's true. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we have a podcast? So, that's that's where we'll start. That's, that's uh, so where we'll start. The, Welcome everyone. Yeah. Welcome to that. Yes. Yeah, so garbage heap of a fucking beginning. <laughs> Beautiful. Like a Jackson Pollock band. <laughs> so, first things first, Max. Why romantic comedies? What do you enjoy about romantic comedies? Give me just your feelings, kind of your introduction to romantic comedies, just your history with the movie genre. Um, well, I've I've always been I've always been a fucking softy when it comes to feelings and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair. So I don't know. There's something I always liked about them when I was Probably like in high school is when I first started watching them. When I had my first serious girlfriend, okay, and and we we well she would make me watch them, but there was a weird part of me that like really kind of enjoyed watching them with her, and 
got into them and until she switched over to like rom dramas where they were a little too intense. But yeah, yeah, the rom we're gonna have to go years and yeah. years into this before we start getting into yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The rom-coms I liked because they, they, they took something that was that was a universal language. Like, it doesn't matter what nationality or race or religion or language you are. Not that anyone is a language. But <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what background you have. Everyone falls in love. Everyone has feelings. Everyone has emotions. Mm -hmm. And it yet it's still something that we kind of stray away from and try not to um, discuss as openly as we do a lot of other stuff. And so I guess I liked rom-coms simply for the fact that they kind of made light of all that. They brought it out in the open while making it lighthearted and digestible and funny. And I don't know. It, it made me, it pulled my heartstrings. It, it, would, it, would, it, would make, it made me feel things. Let's go with that. <laughs> Let's just edit all the way up to that. Just We're like, not editing. I'm sorry. Why would you talk about editing? Like, there's very few edits that are going to be happening. Well, this, yeah. Because I am lazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who isn't? Yeah. Very fair. Very fair. So. So why are you in the rom-coms? Hey, thanks for asking that question, buddy. You're instead welcome. of making me oddly I, I, just I, jump I, in with I it. Apologize I apologize. No, no, you're fine. Too. You're fine. You've been drinking. I get it. I've it's been drinking. Right. You've been drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> so, my history with romantic comedies goes back to my mom. So, yeah. uh, you know, parents divorced when I was four. So, lived with my mom. Uh, single mom. I'm the youngest of four. Although. The youngest by a while so two of them are already out of the house so a lot of times when she wanted to go see a romantic comedy or go see a movie didn't really have the means to get a babysitter so i'm five six seven eight years old and i'm being taken into the theaters because of parental guidance mm -hmm. you know to go watch romantic comedies so yeah, your mom was choosing rom-coms i mean that's kudos to your mom for yeah. choosing that over like you could have been well, eight years I, old watching fucking Terminators. Well, like, I was about to say, I was also six years old in the theater watching Desperado, so I saw oh, Selma okay. Hayek. Yeah, okay. I so, saw Selma Hayek new yeah. when I was six, and that uh, immediately put me through puberty. Yep. Which, do it. who wouldn't? That'll do it. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, but yes. Uh, there's, and, there's the Latino side coming through. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't, you, don't you dare forget my last name. Uh so, yeah, like, now with rom-coms also with my mom, uh, who, you know, R.I.P., you know, R.I.P. Yeah. in peace, uh, she she and I, as I got older, like, she and I would still watch rom-coms, like, as I was a teen and, you know, everything else, I was, like, I was the youngest by eight years to the next youngest, so I was basically an only child kind of going from like 10 to like 18. Mm. So it was the same sort of thing where it was just my mom and I, and there's nothing to do on a Saturday. So she just asked me, hey, you want to go to the movies? You know, she's the one paying, so she's the one choosing the movie. She chooses a rom-com. We'd always watch a rom-com, and then my mom and I would always end up talking about it. And we'd talk about it in this way that was like, that goes beyond the, oh my gosh, how... Oh my god, it was so cool. It was so cute how this happened and that happened. It was more of like talking about how 
it interacted, how the actors and the story interacted as a human being would interact in real life sort of thing. And so we'd always go into how was the acting performance? What was like, we'd dive deeper into these mm-hmm. movies. And so we, we always had that sense of, yes, it's formulaic. We always had the sense of, of course. yes, a lot of it is what you would call shitty. Like, it's just <laughs> of shitty quality. But at the same time, there's still morsels of good that can be pulled out of the shit. And it's those morsels that we always held on to. And it was just like, I get why you don't like it. But I choose to like it because of the bits yeah. that I like. Yeah. And so... You know, it's, because you look deeper. Exactly, it's, it's like the, the 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 surface level stuff. Exactly, yeah. and and we'll go into that with this movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes we will. Um, but yeah, so it was just I, I just always enjoyed talking with my mom about it. But now my mom's gone. Uh, you know, God R. rest her soul. So I've dragged my buddy Max to go talk about it with me. On a microphone, yes. and then we're going to share it with people through the internet. So, and you are going to listen because, well, you're the ones that chose to listen to this. We don't know why. I mean, we're, we know why we don't want to talk about it. We just told you. I mean, what the fuck else are going to listen to on the treadmill, huh? Come on, <laughs> on your commute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who else is on the fucking L train right now? Listen, like, oh what else are you going to listen to? The latest Harry Styles, which, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I would too. I, mean, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't blame I'd, you if you did. Yeah, you know, he's dreaming. I mean, we're making a podcast about rom-coms. <laughs> we can't throw that stuff under the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's quite dreamy. Um, but, so, um, as you can tell, this will be about... You know, movies. We are about to get into this movie and go into like everything that this movie entails. But we're also just going to share ourselves too. I mean, that's kind of what a podcast is supposed to be, right? Like you. Yeah, it happens in the process. Yeah, yeah it's human beings sharing themselves. Oh, dear and, God, that's terrifying. And it's just, and they just show, they just so happen to also talk about a subject matter. So. And moments after I discuss saying I like rom coms because it makes me have a soft spot the moment after I say, oh dear God, it's terrifying to open up and share feelings. Oh, what up? What up, Eva Mendez? I, for- I already forgot her character's name. Sarah... <laughs> Sarah Mielis. No. Yes, that's her. Nope. Sarah Mielis. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, today we will be discussing the wonderful... Not wonderful. You know what? Let's leave the opinions out of it. The film... For now. For now. For now. Yeah. The film... Yeah, till the end. The film Hitch. Yes! Hitch. Is it a noun or a verb? Hitch. It's all the above. It's it depends additive. on what you're saying it as. So... It's an article. <laughs> the movie Hitch, directed by Andy Tennant, stars Will Smith, Eva Mendes, Kevin James, Amber Valletta. For some reason, they include Michael Rappaport as the fifth. Why? I don't know. Like, I literally wrote that on my notes. Quote, why Rappaport? Question <laughs> that was literally a note. That was a bullet point. <laughs> that was a bullet point in my fucking notes. It was, why it was important enough that ink needed to be written Yeah. for it. He, like, he looked, like, the way he delivered the lines in that damn one scene he was in, it looked like he was looking for cue cards because he didn't fucking read it. 
He just tried to like come up with lines like, oh, what was my line again? You know, oh, but I'm going to say it in a New York accent and it's, and it's going to somehow work. Like the casting. I guess because he's like. The casting. He's a well-known-ish actor. Yeah, so. he, he was a name, quote unquote. But like, I mean, for a, a movie that had a budget of 55 to 70 million, I feel like he probably could have cut a half mil right there. 55 to 70 million in what year? In 2000, well, I mean, it was made in 04 because it was released in 05. Okay, so in 2004. You're probably looking at yeah, close to I'm, I'm close, 90 to 100 million, probably. I'm not going to try to mentally. Hey, we're going to we're gonna give estimates in this fucking thing and we're just going to roll with it. Yeah. So, um, anyway. 2004, so we were in. And Adam Arkin is the sixth that's listed on Wikipedia here. Yeah, we're going Wikipedia. I could go IMDb, but eh. Mm. Um, so. Junior year? No. Sophomore year. It was made It was made our sophomore year. Yeah, and then school. released. I thought it so was... So that further triangulates our existence. I thought like it was we released in the summer. It was actually released February 11th, 2005. So right around Valentine's okay. Day. So it was released during our junior year of high school. Good marketing. Yep, solid timing. Yep. Solid timing on that. Which is about when I watched it with my high school girlfriend, I believe. There you go. It was uh, produced by Overbrook Entertainment, distributed by Columbia Pictures, uh, and here, here is, uh, here's here's a fun game we'll play each time. Oh boy! So I'm gonna have you guess. I love games. Yes, I'm gonna have you guess two things. Okay. Okay. First. Oh, I actually like this. Okay. What 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 is the official running time for this movie? One hour and thirty one minutes. One hour and 58 minutes. I sat through two hours of that shit. That is a two-hour movie. Dear God. Well, kudos to running them because it actually flew I, by. That is so... Like, I feel like running time is an essential part of rom-coms. Like, you have to figure out how to get in, get out. Yeah. You have to get, get in, in get, get out. Get in, get out, get out. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> in the wise words of Vance Munson, who we'll get to, I'm sure. Yeah, yes, exactly. So... <laughs> Bear with us, folks. Yeah. It gets worse. Two hours. So, basically, our podcast. So, I'm going to, throughout this podcast. <laughs> God, I hope not. No, no, there's a hard out at like an hour 15. Like, I'm going to try to get us out by an hour. Yeah, we got to, yeah. Come on. Let's wrap this um, shit up. <laughs> but, yeah, two hours. Like, there's going to be things we're going to talk about, and I'm going to be like, that could be cut. Like, this could be cut. Yeah. That could be cut. Yeah. Uh, Dear God, I hope you do. Yeah. Like, we... Like, go in there liberally with the snippers. And just, just, like, nope. Nope. <laughs> like, All just my notes. Literally, literally just looking at your DVD. Just, like... <laughs> yeah, we watch this on DVD, too. That's how washed we are. So... No, just, no, no. Not just DVD. It was full screen. Folks. It was a full screen DVD. Not widescreen. Like, it did not fit my TV. This it, movie, it was like the, what was it, the 4 by 3 ratio? This where movie like had the, black bars on the side, yeah. not the top and bottom, uh, on the side. Uh, That's how we watched this shit. Good times. Uh, it's good times. Here's the second question. How much did it make in the box office, according to Wikipedia? How much did they spend? It was budget of fifty-five to seventy million. I'm gonna say they made on top of that. No, I, just the total. Like, don't try to uh, give profit. Just give me the total. Uh, just how much they made. One hundred and twenty million. 
$368.1 million. Damn. This was... Like, Will Damn. Smith had that. Like, he had that mojo. It's kind of tough to remember, because, granted, his, like, peak of summer blockbusters was over 20 years ago at this point. Like, Independence Day and Men in Black and, like, all that shit. He was in Independence Day? Yes. Really? Dear God, I need to watch that movie again. <laughs> what? How do you get that? I don't remember. Who was he? I just remember, um... What do you think Independence Day is? I just remember Jeff Goldblum. What? And and what's his name from Spaceballs? What? <laughs> what's his name? Um, um, I, I, what's his name? What, Rick Moranis? Or? No, not, no, 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 uh, a Lone Star from Spaceballs. I don't know. I don't watch that. I haven't seen that movie. <sighs> Okay, so you've seen one sci-fi, I've seen the other. He was the fighter pilot. He was the one who punches the alien and says, Welcome to Earth. He was? I I, I, I don't don't remember. I I remember Jeff Goldblum. I even remember the guy from uh, Christmas Vacation, the uncle. (laughs) I am... Infuriated. It's shot down by the aliens. I okay. we're gonna stop talking about that okay. because we're, I we're, let's move this on. Let's move. This that is on. I. Oh my god! I'm gonna try to find a way to clip that and put that on our social media that I will create after this. Listen, I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Will Smith had it like that. $368.1 million box office. I do. And so, and yet no sequel. Huh, Hollywood, why don't you learn from that now? Yeah! So. No, 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 no. Like, in terms of, like, learning how to do that again. Not, don't, don't take our advice. Don't make a hitch too. <laughs> don't start doing that. <laughs> and so, yeah. Now... As far as is already empty. Had <laughs> a kid. Well, luckily you brought the wine bottle over to you. It is a bottle today. Yes. It's not a box. <laughs> let that let the mic mm. catch that. Let the mm. mic catch that. Mm. Yeah, should I do it again? Yeah. Mm. It's beautiful. Solid, solid. Yes. One of the, one of the best sounds <laughs> in the world. Mm-hmm. All right. So okay. <laughs> <Riveting> <laughs> stuff. So, let's get into the movie. Let's get into it. Alright. And, like, this is going to be more, as this whole entire thing's been for the first 22 minutes, I think, of this so far. God, it's already been 22 minutes. Yeah, it's been 22 minutes. Let's wrap this shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Get it? Rap? That's a rap? Like, Like movies? That's a rap? You're reaching. You know what? You're re- goddamn Stretch Armstrong with that one. Reaching. Reaching. Go, go, Inspector Gadget with that one, dog. I've been drinking. <laughs> we, okay, we need to, you need to figure out the comedy rule of three. That's your third one, I'm pretty sure. But saying that? Uh, yes. No. Like, Is yes. Okay. I'm sure you've said that three times Sorry. in less than a half hour. Okay. And I'm not talking about the drinks, because that's been more than three over there. That is not. That's the first one. But you that's had, the second one. 
But then you also had... Shh. <laughs> they don't need to know. <laughs> Renee Thanks. just got here. We turned on the mic and started recording. That's fair. There was yes. no preamble to it whatsoever. I actually came in and Max was praying. I he was. was. He was praying. I was, I was praying to a bottle of wine. Uh, <laughs> it was unopened. <laughs> Please get in my belly. That's what he was saying. Get in my belly. <laughs> anyway. We're not doing that movie. No. Um, no, so, we're not. <laughs> no, no. Um, so, yes, the movie. movie. Should uh, we explain our podcast name? Do we need to? There's a movie called Romancing the Stone. We are bros. And there, and we have a... And I would say we have a bromance. Because I love you, man. So, I love you, too. See, that's what's up. So, so, so therefore, ergo, bromancing the stone. Yes. So it's real easy, see, real easy and simple. See what happens. See what happens when you express your true feelings, folks. You end up with this. You end up with gar- a podcast that's listed by tens of people. Tens, yes, tens, tens, yes. not fives. Tens, tens, tens. Yes. Continue. Anyway, so the movie. The movie starts. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, the idea of what we're going to do here is we've jotted down notes. I like to go... Don't tell them our secrets. No, I think <laughs> I think that this is... I like this as a wrinkle of like what we're doing. So I jotted down notes in a very high school slash college bullets and like literally just wrote down thoughts and, and notes throughout the movie, as did Max. And so it's going to be a kind of slight chronological order that might go out of turn once we start thinking and talking about it. Mm. But the first thing that comes to mind is the very beginning little basic principles montage of all these couples that Hitch has helped create in the city of New York. And I feel like as far as... Oh, wait, we didn't, we didn't remind them what Hitch is about. We're kind of doing it now. Oh, okay. We're going through the movie. Well, didn't you want to give, like, some weird little synopsis? I did, when oh. I said it was distributed by Columbia Pictures. That's like, not a synopsis. It was directed this by Andy Tennant. Like it starred. That's okay. a synopsis. That's... Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Here's, here's the deal. We're, we're going over movies that are old enough that people have seen yeah. them. I'm sure you've seen it. Yes. I'm we sure we assume that you've seen this. It's Hitch. Much, it's Hitch. Yeah, it's Hitch. We assume you've seen this. <laughs> It's Will Smith. It's Will Smith. It's Evan Mendes. Kevin James. You've seen it. Fucking love Kevin James. Yeah. So the opening montage with all the different couples and so first off, creepy dude actor. I elaborate. The dude dude? with the weird bug eyes who Oh yeah, that shows up in like a bunch of commercials. Who saved, saves saved. the dachshund? I love the dachshunds. They're so cute. <laughs> I want one. Like, I'm sorry. I get that he's talking during, like, he's talking to the camera during it, so you kind of have to have that storyline and have that whole dog thing. But I would rather they didn't have that couple in the montage whatsoever because he creeps me the fuck out. He is creepy. He creeps me the fuck out. The, His, honestly, the other couple is creepy as fuck, too, because, like, the. The bald guy, the firefighter, and the redhead. Is he a firefighter? I thought he worked at the candy store with her. No, they show him in the firehouse at some point. Oh, yeah, like that's they're, right. They're talking, and I think Hitch is actually leaning on a, the bumper of a fire truck. Yeah. 
when he's that's like, not really explained. I yeah, thought he worked at the candy store. I thought None of that. None of that is explained. talking to kids in the yeah. fucking candy store. Yeah. So I don't. What's that, going that on? whole beginning sequence <laughs> of the movie is so confusing as fuck. What? What? Like here's. But that whole relationship is creepy too, because like she like nothing against either of those people or those characters, mm-hmm. but she looks in the movie way too young for him. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. She's she's got her hair up like a high schooler. She's wearing a candy what are, what is that Smarties candy necklace, necklace. The, the necklace like the yeah. first thing you see of her is she's wearing a candy necklace choker and like a, shout out to the mid two thousands goddamn right <laughs> candy necklace choker and and, 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 and a, a shirt that pink like V neck no it was like a yellowish I thought was it I don't know it might have been pink it I, could have easily been like My Little Pony for all I know like it was it, it looked way too it young. was children sized and meanwhile he looks like forties he's balded. Got against bald. <laughs> He's not shaved bald though. I said bald. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like you, balls, way you, way you, you handle your shit right. Like Thank he does. He doesn't. Thank you. You're welcome. For sure. So, like, and, and so the actress is played by Maria Thayer. Look that up on Wikipedia or on IMDb. Guess where she's from slash born? Chicago. Boring Oregon. No kidding. Yes, sir. Oregon represent. What's up? Uh, well, that explains why she's boring. Another fun fact. What other movie is she in? Oh, where did I see her? I don't she know. is also in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's right. Yes. She, which is she's probably, the the she's like the wife. Presbyterian the couple. Wife where, yeah. Where David McBrayer can't figure yep. out how to have sex with her. Why yeah. would God put a playground by a sewage treatment plant? We are going to do that movie. We have in the to future. do that movie. That's okay. gonna, that's a, that, That'll be a future episode. That's a future episode. Future episode. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, facts on Maria Thayer then. The whole montage scene, I get that you're trying to create Hitch as a character. Yes. Like, you're show trying to, his background, show, his resume. Show his success rate. Yeah. Show what he does. Show everything. This whole montage read to me as a gaslighting manifesto, and I didn't care for it. It was just like, this is how you gaslight broads into getting with you. I'm Hitch. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> Sorry about that abrupt cut, but Max had to piss. <laughs> so we are we I, are narrating to a very delicate and classy audience. You yeah, in case you haven't figured words. out, we're gonna cuss in this, in which you'll find Did you out. Just piss a cuss word. Well, I get, I get. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, there it is. So. As we were, I was discussing the montage at the beginning, I felt like that is a part that could be cut and saved some time. Agreed. Like, just, you need it, but it's way too long, and there's too many couples that they're trying to interweave here that you don't have to, like... Like, I, I like his whole overlay of narration, where he's, like, talking about his philosophies and yes. his, his everything. You could easily show him, like quote-unquote, for lack of a better term, interfering with those couples and, yeah. like, setting them up. Yes. While overlaying that with the narration, with his voice. Yes. 
And you don't have to show, like, all the weird shit in between. The dog meet-cute is not a meet-cute. That's scary. and That's, that's dog a little... That's, a, that's, that's way too much. Especially that's borderline the part, stalkerish, yeah. Especially the part where he, like, acts like he dove in front of a fucking moving taxi yeah. to save the dog. Now you're just starting a relationship on a massive lie. Yes. 100%. That couple doesn't last. No. And yet, at the, towards the, way the she, end... Although the way she says hi to him and whispers in his... <sighs> he's he's fucking like uh, uh, like straight uh, laying on his back in bed eyes open looking straight at the fucking ceiling like he's plotting a future murder for the day like he does not look like he there's that's a relationship that's supposed to end after six months but goes two years because neither of them see the red flags because he lays down good dick, and and <laughs> we so think she's, we assume she's you don't say hi in the ear like that unless hi. unless something was done right. Maybe he drugged her. I mean, look at the look on his face. Well, um, that's maybe she's that still could, got some latent effects. That's I'm touching my nose. I'm touching my nose. <laughs> touching my nose. That's probably correct. Uh, so anyway, cut that down. Uh, <laughs> so, All right, save. Then moving on. Yeah, um, I also wrote down. Uh, remember newspapers? <laughs> <laughs> remember newspapers? Oh, my dad worked in the newspaper industry for his entire life. <laughs> Good thing he's retired now. Yeah, he got out of there. He did. He actually got to retirement. He did. Wow. I don't. Come on now. He didn't do it as gracefully as he could have, but he did it. He got there. He did it. He got there. Love you, Dad. If you're listening to this, well, you're probably not. You, you got better shit to do. Wait, no, you're retired. You got nothing to do. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm stop talking now. <laughs> and then, and then I get to that note I mentioned earlier. Why Rappaport <laughs> from from the pool scene? Which, God, that that also was just a scene that I just felt like that scene wasn't necessary either, really, because. So this is the this is the pool scene where him and his brother in law are are shooting pool and then brother in law yeah that's his brother in law Rappaport's his brother in law what yeah did you miss that yes he's having a baby with Will Smith's sister I did not know that or Will Smith's character's sister I did not know Hitch had siblings well because at the at at some point in that scene he says something along the lines of um. Not all of us are married to the woman of their dreams. And then he says something else about his sister. Like, you're just because you're dating, or just because you're married to my sister. I don't, I don't remember, but I, for some reason, know that. I, I maybe it was in an extra or like a cutout scene or deleted scene or something. I have no idea. You have seen the special features, but you saw them a long time ago. I know it's his sister, though. Okay. Well, At least fuck. I think. I guess I miss that every time I've hey, seen there's our first chance for uh, viewers or yeah, listeners. Yeah, everyone to, wants to... to I'm going to challenge me on that because <laughs> yeah, clearly so, I am an expert. Yes, 100%. So, <laughs> yeah, feel free to reach out if, <laughs> that, if that's incorrect. Um, so, yeah, but that whole scene is unnecessary. Yeah. The whole... Agreed. Like, the... The twenty dollars, the, the Paula Patton, 
Although Paula Patton was throwing her fastball in this movie. Mm, yeah, throwing the fastball. I, I will say one other thing. I get the, why Robin Thicke made an album about her after she left him. Like, after seeing her in that dress. Anyway, continue. On the, in that scene, Casey, is that her name? The friend of Eva yes. Mendes? Um... By the way, who's getting into like a swanky New York bar wearing a fucking The Beatles shirt? Right? Who thinks The Just Beatles you throw shirt? On a blazer? You throw a blazer on a shirt that says The Beatles? Yeah, like she the works, fuck? The that's, fuck is that's that? That's something I would do. That's not. That's that's something like. Like he's saying that in a very detrimental way. Yeah, that's not a that's not a prideful thing to say. That's something <laughs> I would do. That's not something a New York like gossip columnist. Yeah, do. like, like that, that oh, was a, I'm a gossip columnist, I can get away with it. No, 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 you're not, like, you're acting like you're, like, a, I don't know, a graphic designer. But much like yeah. Von Dutch hats were a thing, Von Dutch trucker hats oh, were God. a thing, screen-printed band t-shirts were a thing in the oh, mid-2000s. Yeah, I, I still have, I have tons of screen-printed everything shirts in yeah. my closet. Yeah, but, like... And you know where I wear them? To bed. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're old and comfortable and soft. There you go. And cuddly. And not to be worn. And not to be worn in public, unless I, you know, I'm wearing sweatpants and going grocery shopping at Target. Yeah. Or unless I am just way too lazy, which is all the time. All the time. That's why recording podcasts in an apartment makes sense. Yes, 100%. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and then. Then they like that he leaves after like at dusk. I'm assuming after betting Paula Patton, and he goes home alone. The See, whole... that's the thing. There's no conclusion to that scene at all. You don't know if he t- hooks up with anyone. Nothing comes from the conversation with his maybe brother-in-law. Yeah. Like, there's no point to that scene. The only thing is the like the brother-in-law's trying to like it's another character-building scene where they're trying to use this dialogue, which is clunky as fuck mm-hmm. in this movie. They basically establish that there might be a truth to the he, urban legend he plays, of a doctor. Well, a doctor. No, he plays the short game. And that's who. See, Hitch, you played the short game. Like, fuck out of here with this yeah. clunky dialogue. Like, there's so many bad one-liners in this movie. So much cordiness. Speaking of one-liners, I was, I was, just, I was just there buying some weekend thongs. <laughs> Who the fuck wears weekend thongs? I'm sorry. Like, Maybe I'm, I'm way this, out of my league here. But like, like, dog, this could actually be a thing, and then we don't know about it. Cause it, it might be. It might like, be. Because we like, don't wear them. This is, this is another chance for you to challenge the hell out of me. Please do, because I need to be humbled a little bit. <laughs> um, you know but seriously, like, weekend thongs? Like, why are you, like, just... Don't wear anything. Then. I like, just I, throw on some yoga pants or sweatpants and like. What are you supposed to? You sp- get up next to me on the couch and let's share this bottle of wine and. Just- dog, dog, time <laughs> out. No, no. Put the no, stop sign. Edit, edit that. Put, edit that, that, that is not gonna get it. Oh, come on. I'm just letting you know. No. Stop. <laughs> Please edit that. <laughs> no. For the love of God. No. Just let, let it be known. That's what happens when you've been drinking. I love my wine. <laughs> I get the whole... It never betrays I me. get the weekend thong thing as an idea. It doesn't. It because, doesn't because 
Like, there's times where... Why would you go buy Weekend Thoughts? No, but that's the thing. There's a fucking... There's a... So, whatever... It seems like once every three to six months, when I take my clothes out of the dryer, of the communal washer and dryer in my building... Your thongs? There is a random thong that is left in a dryer that I don't see, and that is in my fucking laundry when I'm folding. I'm just like, what is this? Okay, no, need, like, to, no need to brag. Like, <laughs> brag about what? The, the lack of ass I'm getting? Like, the fucking, like, the, well. the like, transitive property of panties <laughs> being left in my apartment? That... Maybe someone's trying to send you a message. No. <laughs> so, the message that's being sent is, there's weekend thong shopping that needs to be done because they're being left in dryers. But they don't... Okay, whatever. In anyway, my experience, we were talking a lot about the weird. Yeah, thing. let's let's move on. We were talking a let's lot. Let's move on. <laughs> let's, but anyway, there was no conclusion to that. I agree hundred percent. There was no conclusion. It was pointless. Let's just, move on. Like just to prove that oh, Hitch is really guarded and plays a short game, and yeah. then it's supposed to lead into yeah. why he's that way. And but, that is the, that is the first scene they introduce. Oh, have you heard of the Day Doctor? That really is the like. I feel like that whole scene was to introduce that. Yeah, it's. World and character building, but it's just done with with dialogue in this weird setting. It's just yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it could have been. Ugh, oh well, good enough, but because we're clearly experts on making movies. Yeah, so but sit here <laughs> no, but hey, hey, that's what we do. Uh, that's we what we, we do. talk shit. Yeah, it is what it is. But there's also something that I like where they're always saying, you know, listen. And be in the moment, and this and that, and like they keep like so. There's still morsels of good in this preamble that's mm-hmm. unnecessary and can be cut out because the movie is two fucking hours, right? But there's still little morsels like the whole listen, be present, like throughout this whole gaslighting and unnecessary thing. Listen, be present. It's mm-hmm. like those are still morsels of good that you can keep in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you have any notes from like those first bits that I've missed so far? No, no. Keep going. Alright, so... Um, um, I mean, we're moving pretty slowly through the notes, so... <laughs> we, we are. There's the part where he meets Albert Brenneman, played right. by Kevin James, who... With the mustard on his face. Yeah, he yeah. has mustard on his face throughout the whole like, scene, which I love. What did you think of Kevin James's performance as Albert Brenneman? I loved it. I thought he was perfect. Because he was believable. He's a real person. And I, I liked... I like rom-coms in general that do that, that have, like, believable, real aspects to it, where it's, like... I, maybe that's why I like rom-coms, really, is because, like, it... It it makes for the romanticized version of life while at the same time reminding you that there are still aspects that are real. Like, things go wrong, things go haywire, like, it's unpredictable... People are still real. It's not all fantastical and beautiful and perfect. There's still going to be like plenty of elements to it that are just unpredictable and hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and I love I love Kevin James for that. I so I think Kevin James is good in this movie. I I do. I think there's a depth to his performance that people would would be surprised by and 
to a point to a certain extent ignore because just the idea of Kevin James you think of like just this unexceptional like an unexceptional looking white dude who's kind of bigger and does crazy physical things and in the sake of quote unquote comedy and it's just yeah and everyone kind of dismisses him because of that and I just feel like there's bits and pieces of his performance that are actually solid in this like mm. just it, like when we like later in the movie when he's talking to Hitch after Hitch gets found out and the whole like he calls him coward and talks just like right. he, the line about the Krispy Kremes where he's just yeah. like I figure if my heart stopped it wouldn't hurt so bad he delivers that well yeah when he calls Hitch a coward that's done well too even the stupid damn fucking line about skydiving. Yeah. Still not bad. Still delivered. Still not, the still line delivered. itself is bad, but yes. the delivery was good. Yes, yeah. by Kevin James. Yeah. And it's just, there's, thing, the, there's things about his performance that are actually solid, and I feel like it just gets dismissed because he's Kevin James. Right. But overall, I thought he was solid as Albert Brenneman. With no guile and no <coughs> game, there is no girl. If there was ever... Guy and also the, any... the pen, the pen sight gag I have written down here. Um, the what? The pen. So after the board meeting with the shock, oh mom yeah, 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 and everything else like that, then there's the whole. It makes me so like he mentions he's into Allegra, played by Amber Vanetta, which we can get into or Valletta. I, th- I think it's Valletta, not Vanetta. I think it's Valletta. Yeah. Yeah, we we we'll get to that in a second. But and like when he's telling Hitch on the steps about his attraction to Allegra and how he's in love with her, basically. Right. Like Kevin James is constantly selling that to not only Hitch and not only to everyone in the movie, but everyone watching the movie. He's constantly selling it. And he's selling it well. Like, you believe mm-hmm. his performance is is constantly in service of to love Allegri. And I think that's why, that's what makes his performance so good. Even, like, the physical comedy and everything else like that. Even when he's dancing after their kiss and everything. You can just tell that everything that's being done by Kevin James's performance is in service of loving Allegra. And that's what makes him so endearing in this movie. But on, and that's why Hitch helps him. On on the other hand, is you know what that's that's a deep rabbit hole to go down. But I was thinking like, is that really always a good thing? Like, it's one thing to to be devoted to someone, and it's another mm. thing to be so incredibly. I guess obsessed with someone that your entire existence revolves around them. See, now I feel like we're going back to the creepy-eyed guy at the beginning. Of the movie. That's obsession. <laughs> yeah, that is. I feel like that's that obsession, is, yeah. and and whereas you're right, Kevin James's character is a lot more. It hits the right. A lot notes. more real, yeah. real world based. He's he's well. It's because he allows himself to shine through Hitch's teachings. It's not right. a he must have her sort of thing. Right. It's a, he, he loves her and will do anything to love her. But, and and that includes 
spending a shit ton of money to get a day doctor because there's no way Hitch is living where he is and doing what he does without, without making money. a shit ton of money yeah. off these people. Those checks are not bouncing. <laughs> Those checks are going through and they are not post dated because he is making bank off of this. <laughs> so he's, yeah, but anyway. Speaking uh, and then, of. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, I was going to say, that speaking of uh, the reality of, of the situation, the, the realism, the, something that I noticed this time around simply because we were taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that tends to happen. And it's different than the hundreds of other times I've watched the movie. I guess not hundreds, tens of other times. Um, the amount of listeners we have. Tens. Tens. Uh, <laughs> tens of listeners. Uh, something I noticed was that in that movie, as as tends to be the case with a lot of the genre, I guess, the job, the occupation, defines the person. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. It's like, Ava Mendez is no one without the, the idea that she is the uh, gossip columnist. Like, she, she tells the truth. Yeah, that- she tells the truth. Alex Hitchens is a consultant. He's the love doctor. He's the the day doctor. Whatever. Albert Brenneman is a is a an accountant for Allegra. Like they're all they all have these occupations that define them, and they would not be in these situations without those occupations. Like Ava Mendez's character would not be reporting on the day doctor if it wasn't for her character, yeah, or if it wasn't for her occupation, yeah. Alex Hitchens wouldn't meet all these people, of course, without being a yeah. day doctor. Albert Brenneman wouldn't have ever met the love of his life had it not been for his job. Okay. I don't really know what point I'm driving I at. I don't know either. It's almost like as if it's it was just that way. It's just, it, it kind of, it like... What the fuck is... This is what's called a movie. When you write a movie, no, you no, have no, characters okay. that need to somehow connect to each other. The, and the, <laughs> it just so happens in this movie, they connect through their professions. <laughs> the fuck you mean? Listen. I guess what I'm driving at is okay. that... It, it struck a chord with me, but it also kind of pissed me off. Interesting. Where, Why? like... It's like our identities are defined by what we do. Oh, okay. And like their entire identities in the whole movie are revolving around what they do and who they are as workers. Okay. And it's not until the very end that they finally drop all that and they find common ground simply by being themselves. I guess this is, this might be jumping ahead. Well, I mean, let's but, let's jump ahead. This is going a lot slower than I expected on yeah. our pilot episode of going through the notes. Yeah. So let's just go into these sorts of like tangents. If we yeah. find a tangent, run with it. So let's go into that. I, I like the, the truth. I feel like the truth is something that needs to be talked about within this movie. Con- like, consistently there's this game being played between hitch and sarah mm-hmm. there's a game like they're there's fucking, never actual truth they're con- the meeting of these two human beings is based on hitch lying that he's her husband and date 
so that she gets away from another guy. Yep. Then they have this weird hypothetical conversation because the writers of this movie are trying to fucking create a souffle out of like a fridge that has nothing but baking soda. It's like, what are you doing? Just fucking stop. Like, go buy the ingredients. Like, stop. What are you trying to do? They're just trying to... They're like literally trying to write this movie into your brain. Like, get it? Like, yeah. this, your dialogue is too much. Yeah. And like the hypothetical aspect of this whole thing and then they continue to play this game like at the end when i like that she goes up to him and apologizes first after the whole falling out that she make like released his identity as the date doctor Mm -hmm. and fucked up his whole like life and business because she was mad about her friend you're kind of a good friend there but mostly delusional like why are you fucking up this dude's life that's where i was going thank you so where I was going was about the whole profession thing. The only, like, their entire character revolves around their professions, right? But the only point in the entire movie that any of them have any real success, quote-unquote, really, for lack of a better term, success, whenever they actually succeed in, in like, being real people and winning someone over is when they meet the ultimate demise of their profession. Albert quits his job, eventually wins over Allegra because yeah. of it. And then somehow still has his job, but that's because... He, well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, um, I mean Alex, that could be easily explained Alex because gets now Allegra his, likes him. gets so. his career torpedoed yeah. by Ava Mendez, his character. Sarah Mielis. Sarah Lemielis. Mielis. Yeah. Um, and then that only then are they real with each other. Yes. Like, I guess where I was going was the point was that they're not, people are not defined by your your profession, your career, and it should never be the case. That's never going to be the thing that identifies you. And to, to, to try to make that the thing that identifies you, you're just fooling yourself. You're filling a void that you need to focus on outside of your career. There's something else missing that you're trying to cover up. I'm really playing like bathroom psychologist right now, but (laughs) well, I mean, you're looking at the reality, like this, this storyline within within reality, which is jumping ahead to your portion of the ending of this podcast. Something to look forward to listeners, the tens and tens of you that are listening. So I, yeah, and so that kind of goes to, like, this... So, like, the main love story between Sarah and Hitch is kind of tough to root for. Because the whole time, you're looking at them like, those two are kind of smarmy. Mm-hmm. Like, like they think they know more, like... They think they're hot shit. Yeah, they think they're hot shit. And it's just, like, when they're... But at the same time... It's being written that they're super guarded. So that's just their defense mechanism is to think they already know the ending so they don't even go through the story. Right. And it's like... You, Which is a nice lesson. Yeah. And so that's the whole lesson. So it's like it's written how it's supposed... That part is written how it's supposed right. to be written as far as what they're trying to tell you. Doesn't make it any easier to root for the characters right. as a rom-com. So when we come back to 
watching this as a rom-com, it's kind of tough to root for the couple. Yeah. Because the t- that couple there is tough, which is kind of a smart thing that they have a second couple to root for in Allegra and Albert, which is a much more traditional, you know, guy gets the girl out of his right. league sort of thing. Which, what were your thoughts? Well, let's start off here. Allegra, as Amber, played by Amber Valletta. Let's play what it, like... I actually, I let's actually play didn't why. mind her. Okay. So I thought she was I thought she was believable and like relatable because she was a normal looking, normal seeming person. Mm-hmm. If she had been someone that was like super rich, super gorgeous, super like unattainable, mm-hmm. it just I don't know. I don't know that it would have been as relatable or believable to see her and Kevin James. It already is kind of unbelievable. That's mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I a movie I want to do in a couple of weeks, um, like because like, we have a we have we'll we'll save it till the end as far as what we were hoping to watch next week. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah, we we both know what we should watch yeah, next week right absolutely. before right before Christmas, uh, a course. very popular Christmas. Of course, yeah. But there's a movie. Scrooge. It's Scrooge. Yeah, it's Scrooge. It's a rom com. Uh, <laughs> no. He fucks one of the ghosts. <laughs> but the there's... ghost of Christmas past? Oh my god, she is damn fine. What movie is I have no idea, I'm just talking about Are... ass. Okay. Oh, okay. Don't listen gotcha. to me. Anyway, you've been Don't drinking. Listen to me. You've I've been, been drinking. drinking. Uh, so <laughs> there's <laughs> but there's he another, says as he takes another sip. Yeah, another one I want to do in a couple weeks, the holiday. I'll just say it now. I want to do the holiday in a couple weeks because uh, it's still, it's in between, it'll be in between Christmas and New Year's. I think I've only seen that once. That's, oh, what about Just Friends? Oh, well, I mean, we could save that for another time. Okay. I, All right. We got, yeah. We'll discuss this. This is, this is off air, off air, off air, off air, off air, off air. Anyway, but in the holiday, like everyone always talks about how how does Jack Black get Kate Winslet in that movie? Like everyone always says I'm not talking about that movie. I know, but this is coming back to my point. I just feel like the whole how does slubby so and so get so and so? And it's like it Aww. and I get the whole idea of why do guys get the girl out of their league and like the patriarchy yada yada i get that argument it is a definite thing it's a thing i get it it's a thing that's not great so what would you but i feel that it comes down to the performance of the actor is that performance believable and is that performance worthy of this jump in quote unquote quality of partner. You know what I mean? I feel like Kevin James's performance in this movie as Albert is worthy of jumping in leagues as far as quote unquote hotness and getting Allegra as a girl. Right. Like I feel like him as a person gets that. Like him in the show King of Queens, I haven't seen much or any of it really, but like like sitcom like Kevin James getting Leah Remini like in her bribe, 
Uh, that one I don't get. Like, seeing, like, you know, shrubby right. dudes have wives like that, like, the after effects, you don't really necessarily understand. But in this movie, his performance and his caring of her, he deserves her. Just like Jack Black deserved Kate Winslet in that movie as well, which we'll talk about. Right. But... I agree with what your your thoughts. This all comes back to Allegra, Amber Vallada. <laughs> I knew there was a point to this. Yes, it all goes back to that. I agree with your point that she did have a a general, you know, like normalcy to her compared to like a big old actress name or you know something right. along those lines. So, yeah, she had a different look and. This step, this watching of the episode or of the this time watching the movie, it didn't bother me as much. When I first watched this movie, the whole time I was just thinking to myself, "Who is she?" Yeah. Like the very first time you watch this movie, like because I didn't watch it when it was out in theaters. I watched it like on cable, like in two thousand something. Uh, I kept thinking, "Who is this?" I don't. I I don't what like. You, you spend your whole time trying to find out who this person is. But when you rewatch it and you know who the character is and everything else, it feels a little better. I, But it's so out of left field. It's like as if yeah. they it's, – it's almost as if they were like, where, what's our budget? We're at 55 mil? Okay. Let's – who haven't we cast? Right. Okay, let's find someone who will work for, like, work for minimum. (laughs) Work for minimum, you know? I see your point. And so it's just, yeah, I, but she performed well in it. I I don't know. And why she called Allegra? I don't know. It's a drug. Maybe she's a drug. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's the, maybe that's the... The uh, alliteration is that oh she's <coughs> she's so addictive because she's a drug. Wait, isn't Allegra like? Isn't it allergy medication? I'm pretty sure Allegra's a dick pill. No. I'm pretty sure Allegra is a dick pill. I think it's an allergy medication. A dick pill. Uh. Oh no, it's allergy relief. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe you should stop trying to, you know, get down and dirty in the grass. Man, and... I was wondering why I took a leg or D and I was just sitting there flaccid, like, man, I can breathe real nice, but why is it my dick hard? Jesus. <laughs> This took a weird turn. <laughs> See, that's why you don't name her Allegra. Like in that's the why you don't. Yeah, yeah the, the, you're setting up for us to criticize. It. Exactly, you're just setting the jokes up for us. I mean, sex in the grass can be amazing. <laughs> we don't need to. No. Oh, but it can. Also, what? Who's buying a white a, a wetsuit for a first date? I don't know. There's a lot of problems. We could, look. We could sit here and critique the hell out of this all night long. There are so many things that are weird about it. There are so many things that are weird about every movie. Well, 
We'll go over the notes that didn't make the cut at the very end. We'll kind of go. Yeah, yeah we, can do that. we can do that. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, like, how do you not know you're allergic to shellfish? All right. Yeah, right. For fucking, for fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> and so, one thing I do want to go over, because in every rom-com, it's a very important part of the rom-com, the kiss. Oh, yeah. Like, there's always the kiss. Mm-hmm. When we've established that it's hard to root for the main love story of Sarah and Hitch. So, when I talk about the kiss in this movie, I'm talking about Albert and Allegra after the Knicks game. Mm-hmm. I have that written down, the kiss scene. Yeah, that is the kiss of this movie. So, Would you agree with that? Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like their lips are, are well-primed after whistling with two fingers all night long. <laughs> how do people do that? Seriously, how do people whistle with two fingers? I want to learn. I don't, like, I only know how to, like... <laughs> that, that sound is Renee trying to whistle with two fingers. No, that is not a uh, blowtorch. <laughs> You might die. Stop, please. I don't want to have to take you to the hospital. <laughs> but seriously, like, I only know how to whistle through one form. And that's just, you know, the way that every other person on earth whistles. Yeah, through your fucking lips. Like you're blowing through a straw. Yeah, exactly. 100%. I, how, what, like, what... Supposedly there's something about putting your fingers to the top of your mouth, like the roof of your mouth, and like creating so, some sort of pocket. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand why it... Anyway. But anyway, all that, all those fingers, all them fingers in the mouth made him want to know what that mouth do. What that mouth do? <laughs> what that thing do? What that thing do? <laughs> Alright, we're getting off topic. That's it. That's, <laughs> it. That's a reference to... Uh, New Girl. Shout New out girl. to LaWard Morris, yeah. the GOAT. What's your name Winston. is? What the thing do? <laughs> but anyway, the kiss is Albert and Allegra. So, uh, like, what the kiss? I I like to. Th- what I, the kiss? I want to give it a grade. I want to give it like a standard school grade. Okay, okay. that might be with good like with the every future. movie that we do. Yeah. So, for me, that kiss scene is a solid B plus. Is right about at a B, so let's. Okay, so we're along the same line. Yeah. I like the whole, I I like this the setup that they gave it with the previous scene. The lead up to it was great. The, like the previous scene with him and Hitch, yep. with Albert and Hitch, the parallels where between the they two. talk about the ninety ten. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there's some bits there. Like they constantly talk about percentages in this movie, and there's percentages of this movie that are actually really good. Like the ninety ten. Like they talk about ninety ten. They talk about body language and how like ninety percent. Oh is yeah, no, sixty percent like, is body language. Thirty percent is yeah, tone. They're constantly. If that's even remotely true, I am fucked. They're constantly throwing statistics at like, you. But if I learned anything from How I Met Your Mother from one that was good, statistics are completely made up. In like a, some a percentage of the time, that is a large true. percentage of the time. That is true. But nonetheless. They're constantly talking about percentages, and I feel like a percentage of this movie is really good. As I talked about at the very beginning, there's morsels of good within the shit. Right. And, like, this... So, 
that buildup to the 90-10 and everything else I thought was solid. And, like, it kind of helped set up, like, and she's playing with the keys. Like, he said it was going to happen. Like, they, they set it up really well, and, you know. But then he walks away, realizes he's not going to be a coward anymore. The inhaler thing is a bit much. That's, like, that's kind of corny. It's another, you know, too much. They tried to do too much with this. Mm. But he walks up. And then he goes for it, and he does it in his typical Albert way of, like the Puckering the, the pucker the up, pucker yeah. and like the lean. Yeah. He's not close to her. It's not ninety. It's a it's, legit fifty yeah. percent. It's a legit fifty percent. But she is a endeared. very static fifty percent. There's yes. no like. But as she shows at the end, she likes him. She right. she likes who Albert is, which is why I feel another reason why she's not out of his league. Like, like them getting together is not so such an affront because she's so out of his league because right. she likes him, she right. connects with him. So like, she legit goes the extra fifty because she realizes what's up. She even smiles a little bit to herself, and then she says, a <laughs> "You thought the <coughs> you thought the whisper, hey, in the ear was creepy. You know what I think is cre- creepy." When in the midst of kissing, someone says something about it. Right? Like, why? Are That's you, creepy. If it's that good of a kiss, why are you stopping to say, I like your lips? No. Just keep no. kissing. Just shut just your mouth. Get my mouth on your mouth like, and let's keep kissing. Yes. Why are you saying There this? is no commentary needed that's, in the midst of it. That's a very max thing to do. Like, let's, <laughs> let's stop and discuss this. Let's do. <laughs> Let's, let's create deliberate. a podcast. Let's create a podcast. Let's create a podcast We're gonna about have a podcast. this kiss. We're going to have a podcast about this kiss. I want to talk about this kiss and discuss it and really delve into the deeper meanings of this kiss mid-kiss. Yeah. That's a max thing to do. Let's <laughs> analyze the shit out of this Well, instead I feel, of just enjoy it. Well, I feel like that is a fantastic segue to... Your portion of this. Oh, oh, we're there. Yes, we're there. Well, we are an hour and ten minutes into recording. Oh my or, god! Technically an hour twenty, but we're going to edit All about right, ten down, minutes we're, out. We're down to fives of listeners now at this point. <laughs> fives and vibes of listeners. Yes, uh, we appreciate you sticking around with us to this point. Nobody did. So, at this point of the podcast, we're going to have Max give his real world reading of this movie. Kind of talk about how this relationship and how these things within this movie would how it, work, how in, it, how it work in the, the real world, world. Yeah. How, it, how it applies because rom-coms are fictional of course and but they have but they can have real meaning they can have meanings and lessons and and connections to the real world that i think especially from a guy's point of view i think that we could actually benefit from discussing a little bit i agree it's, it's something that Guys in particular, I think, aren't as comfortable discussing. Aren't known as vulnerable. Yes. All those other stereotypes. All that shit. Yeah. So, um, I guess, I guess overall, what if, what if there is no real world connection because we all live in the Matrix? I will cut you off (laughs) and we will not do this fucking thing. I will cut you the fuck off. Don't you bring that weak shit here. Alright, no. So, the real world connection, obviously this movie is about... 
I, I think to lead off, the first thing that's really obvious is that it's obviously about the loss of newspapers. It's the R.I.P. Lo- the newspaper industry just needs some help. Yes, R.I.P. to newspapers. Guys, stop looking up articles online. Stop yeah. being lazy. Go buy a newspaper. And continue pivoting to video and digital. And while you're at it, get a bottle of wine. Maybe two. <laughs> mm. Now, I would say... the. <laughs> No, you're good. Okay. I believe in you. Go ahead. Okay. okay. I think, first of all, it's about being your real self, okay. obviously, because yeah. they, they preach that the whole time where, like, even in the very beginning, that montage that we both agreed could be gotten rid of, um, he says, you know, the, the real you is fluid. You know, the, the, this is the real you. And then inevitably, throughout the whole movie all the catastrophes that happen on all the dates and everything, the the people that the female characters fall in love with are the real them, are the real guys, the real self. So obviously it's about being the real you, but that's a little cliche and obvious. So I would say that um, in a little slightly less obvious, a slightly less cliche, actually more cliche thing, is that you can't plan love. You have to plan for the unplannable. To put it simply. That like, life is not a fucking movie. It's not a rom-com. And maybe that's why I like rom-coms. is because they, they really, they, they give you a, a quick hour and a half to two hours away from reality. Two fucking hours! Yeah, that was almost two hours of that shit. They give you, ideally, an hour and a half away from reality hour and 20 maybe if they do it right and and it's not it it's not quite unrealistic but at the same time it is away from reality and you're able to walk away from it knowing that okay there's something to be learned from it but at the same time it's not real it's not reality life is not a rom-com love is not a rom-com love is not planable it's not predictable you can't wake up every morning thinking that like Hitch says, that there's going to be someone out there for you. You can't plan for that. You have to live your life no matter what and just live it because of you. And the most you can possibly do, even if you do happen to find someone that you do love or do care about, the most that you can do is just plan for the unplannable, which is essentially just the Boy Scouts motto, which is just be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently this is just the the movie that personifies Boy Scouts, I guess. (laughs) It's just, it's just about like, you know, you know, just preparing to, to feel something, I guess, to, to put yourself out there, be willing to open yourself up in the right situation and create opportunities for yourself. Plan for the unplanable. You know, create those opportunities. Let those opportunities open up, but then don't don't plan beyond that. And I bring this up only because I am the antithesis of that. <laughs> <laughs> I plan everything. 
But anyway, that's why we drink wine. And that's why I drink wine. It's delicious. Well said, sir. I agree with that. As another movie I will want to do a podcast on, likes to say, within a song, uh, Dan in Real Life. Mm-hmm. There's a song on the soundtrack, and that the actually the ending line of the a movie is plan to be surprised, like mm. prepare to be surprised. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, where it's like it's like you have to plan a little bit. You have to like think ahead a little bit. Yeah, but broad picture it. You know, don't don't try to overplan like Hitch does. He tries to plan the perfect date, and in a perfect world, it would have been a perfect date. And instead, Evan Menace does this weird like witch curse. Yeah, thing. but everything <laughs> goes. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Right? Like, what yeah, was she her doing? Reaction what was, was she weird. doing? I don't know. It was so weird. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. So it goes completely awry, and head. look what she happens. She was kicked in the head, though. So she she was kicked in the head. The the. The jet ski broke down. She finds her her deceased murderous what was it great grandfather, yeah. great great grandfather yeah. in in Ellis Island. Like all this shit. Like, ideally, it would have been a perfect date, and it was the exact opposite. But what happens? She loved it anyway. It stuck in her mind. It created a memory. No, it wasn't perfect, but that's not the point. You shouldn't plan for that amount of detail. You should just think like, okay, what is she? What is? What would she enjoy? What would be good for us? What would be good for? What would be conducive to allow us to be on a date and discuss things together, get to know each other, and be normal and real around each other? What would facilitate that? That's the that's the level of planning you do, and then after that you're just like, aside from that, I'm just gonna be open to whatever happens after that. I like it, I like it, I agree with that. And I think Hitch learns that at the, by the end, because at the end, well, at the end when he meets Allegra on the yacht, yeah, and and she's explaining, wait, so you were. You were involved in all of Albert Brenneman's antics, so you made sure he dropped mustard on his shirt and danced like a buffoon and all that stuff. And he's like, "No, I didn't do any of that. That no." Well, what did you do? And he goes, "Nothing." He cashed some checks. He cashed some checks. Cashed them checks. CTC cut that check. <laughs> Which but, shout out to the mid two thousands Knicks and Grizzlies. And fucking Rasheed Wallace, always shout out to him. Motherfucking trailblazer for life. I don't care what. Anyway, continue. Oh <laughs> I'm getting punchy. I'm getting yeah. punchy. I don't yeah. even drink and I'm getting punchy. But even he admits, wait, so that worked for you? That that was that was good? Like even he's surprised that after all of his formulas and his calculations and everything, all of his consulting, his planning ahead. The thing that actually worked was the unplannable. Was all of the stuff that made Albert who he was, a real person. And you can't plan for that. You just have to roll with it. I think that's what makes the best relationships, to be honest. From personal experience, that's every time that I've actually let my guard down. I mean, that's this is no news to anyone, but 
every time you ever let your guard down, it makes for the better relationships. It makes for the better uh, involvement in your life, whether it's a, a romantic relationship or a friendship or, a, God forbid, a French, a platonic relationship with family members and dealing with family sucks. So never mind. It's never good. Uh, you're starting to lose me. Um, yeah. Let's cut that out. <laughs> We're not cutting it out. We're cutting it out. No. Cut that out. Anyway, so, you know, you talked about the ending there. It's funny you said ending, because that goes into my portion of the ending of, the ep- of this episode Let's hear of it. the podcast. Let's hear it. What happens after Ever After? This is where I, Renee Sanchez, likes... I like to... The one and only. Yeah, the one and only. I like to look at, maybe not all of the characters, but like one particular relationship. And what does that relationship look like six months or so after? Are they still together or are they not? They're boning Like what? (laughs) Bone? Bone? (laughs) So, like what exactly, where, where are they? And what happens in, like, the non-existing sequel of this movie? Because a lot of rom-coms do not have sequels. So, the thought that I came up with is that Sarah ruined Hitch's career in New York. Granted, he still somehow comes up with, like, get the grandma to choke. And then, you know, Casey ends up with douche dude who can't deliver a line like whatever the hell you know what I mean so, like, at, the, at the wedding <laughs> but, Jesus <laughs> that's his name in the IMDB douche dude can't douche deliver dude a line can't deliver a line <laughs> like it's junior it's, it's an acronym it's an acronym it comes out to David or something I don't know yeah sure um, but, I got you I got you yeah um, but, you know so Granted, he's doing little things like that, but I feel like he no longer has a job, and Sarah has a job where, granted, it's in New York and a lot of celebrities are there, but it's newspapers, and if she's a preeminent, serious journalist who finds the truth, she's going to want to do something different than find gossip. She's going to want to get into like serious things. She's going to do investigative journalism into crimes. Ooh. And what city... Is Hitch not known in so he can continue his consulting business and high in crime? I want to say the best city on earth. The best city in this country. Sure. Possibly on earth. Sure. I haven't been to a lot of cities. But (laughs) Chicago, Illinois. That's what's up. Hitch and Sarah moved to Chicago. That's what's up. And then in Chicago... Hitch is now dealing with Southsiders. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I know. That's the best it part. immediately took a horrible turn. He's dealing with fucking George Wett and Chris Farley from the DeBear skit in SNL. And he's talking to them. And then they're just talking about she works in the loop. Like, that's my Southsider. It's so They bad. don't have a different accent. They're in the same city. But have you not heard a Southside, a real Southsider with their, like, Polish brat sounding accent? You know the Polish museum's up in Wicker Park, right? I don't care. 
Shout out Vinny Bubash, friend of mine, and now we just lost all of our that, local listeners. I mean, they know, they get it. They I get love, it. I love the Southsiders. I love them, but like, it, like, I'm just talking like just the general, like, you know, oh, she works in the loop, yeah, like, <laughs> I can't find it. Are you from North Dakota? I can't find it. I can't. Oh find, yeah, yeah. I can't find the Chicago accent. Like Chicago. Like I can't find it. All right, whatever. Yeah, it's anyway, there's a reason you can't. It's, shut it's up. Better that way. Shut up. Anyway, so like yeah, and you and you just have all these like Southsider Bulls and like Bears and Blackhawks fans who are working with Hitch to somehow. You know, you're a Blackhawks fan. I I wouldn't list Hitch's help at this point. I don't have I I don't have, well I don't have a girl to have him help me with. But nonetheless, I don't know that that's a prerequisite for his services. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he never fully Hitch explained that. Find me a girl to be in love with, and yes. then yeah. But I don't I don't think I have the money for it. But nonetheless, <laughs> they're living in a high rise in the loop. And he's helping out Bears fans with their dub Bears and dub Bulls. And she's working for what? The Chicago... She's working for like the Chicago Sun-Times. Because that's the only paper still in existence here. No, it's the Chicago... Or is it the Chicago Tribune? Tribune, yeah. Oh, there's two. Yeah. I don't read either. I think the Sun-Times <laughs> Sun is more... Um, it's more gossipy, I think. Yeah. And the Chicago Herald is is actually like the New York Times or the... San Francisco Chronicle. They're like actual newspapers. Oh, and they live in West Loop because it's got the same kind of... We just lost every Chicago Sun-Times employee, too. Well, it, it's kind of... <laughs> As a listener? It, well, they... <laughs> I totally missed your joke. So they, it's okay. they live in the West Loop because that's kind of like the industrial area that's now being... Like former meatpacking plants that they're turning Fold into lofts. Like Fulton Market, Randolph, they're constantly Randolph. going to Fulton Market and paying thirty dollars a plate for some. Oh my god! And then he gets food allergies. Yeah, and then he, he has to be careful allergies. that it's not shellfish because he, he gets rushed knows to now. Rush Medical Center. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Anyway, anyway, that's what happens after ever after for these two. I like it. Yes. I so like that goes. Bring him to bring him. Bring him to bring him. All right. So now it's time to give our final verdict of this movie. Now, how do we grade these movies? That's how a good question. We did we gave a rating of the kiss on an A to F scale yes. for, for letter grade. I mean, stands the reason we could do the same thing, we right? Do the same thing. Or, or could we do we could do one to ten? We could do we one, could do to, one 10. to ten. We could do one to ten. You know, even one to five. We could but this we're talking about love here. We're talking about love, and there's different aspects of love and just relationships between people. Beautiful love, amazing relationships love. between people. Deep, incredible love. And a lot of people know this game. Yes. And I feel like it's a perp. Well, you were the one who presented the idea, and I immediately agreed with it. I I don't know if I want credit for this, but yes. Yes, you do. We were both drunk as hell when we came up with this idea. Oh dear God. Because that's how the best ideas that's are created. That's, that's good times. So, when it comes to this movie, Max, would you marry the movie? Would you kill the movie? Or would you fuck the movie? I said it in the wrong order. 
Fuck Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill is how we're fucking great at these movies, guys. Fuck Mary Kill. Fuck All Mary right, Kill. here we go. Now, the idea behind this fuck Mary Kill rating system. Fuck means I would watch it once, I'd enjoy it, wouldn't seek it out again. It happens to be on, it happens to be on, but I'm not going back to it. Mary, I'm popping this in once a year at least, if not more often than that. Constant rewatch, great fucking movie. Kill, why did I see this in the first place? (laughs) This movie sucks. Get it out of here. Get it out. Don't watch it. Simple as that. I feel like a 1 to 5 scale is too much. 1 to 10, A to F, too many. Fuck, Mary kill. kill. Keep it, it simple. Sure, what would you do with sure and sweet. Because you need more than a thumbs up or thumbs down. Right, right. You, but, need, you need a... But... Not much more. But you don't need much more. Right. Exactly. And, this is, and, and disclaimer, this is not our creation. Like, Fuck, Mary Kill is not our creation. There is. The rating system behind it toward the movies The rating is, system from it is. But, so we take full credit for that. Yes. But... The, the whole idea of Fuck, Mary Kill is not ours. So, don't... You don't say... Don't judge me too harshly. You don't say you something don't. that... Some people might not know. Something that, just like, back in college, we were doing it during, like, class and writing on pieces of paper, like, when we were bored or in lecture. I'm explaining this for our parents. For my parents. For all the adults out there. My mom's dead and I don't talk to my dad, so not my parents. <laughs> you don't think your mom is listening to this? Oh, she is. Yeah, that's right. That's what's up. I just did the Sammy Sosa pointing up to her. Yeah. What up, huh? So she's got to know. Okay, cool her <laughs> in. All right. Fair enough. Uh, okay, fuck, Mary kill. Let's see. Um, I would say... Well, uh, I guess I'm biased because I own the movie. So I would say Mary. <laughs> okay. Why is that? Just overall. Uh, overall, well, high school overall me, thought. high school me at least would say Mary because I bought it and loved it and watched it a million times for some weird reason. Um, I don't know. I I think just because it's it's like I said, it's kind of realistic and it shows flaws, and I like that in rom coms when it doesn't always show the perfect side of things and doesn't always dress it up to make you think that. Love is amazing. Love is perfect, and it's always going to work out exactly as you plan. I like that it tried to do that, and then it showed all of the flaws and all of the speed bumps along the way, and it still worked out because that's life. Life is never going to work out the way you plan, but that doesn't mean it can't work out. And just because it doesn't live up to your expectations doesn't mean it's not worth living, I guess. Okay. So I personally would fuck this movie. It's not a mar- it's not marriage material for me. <laughs> I just I've seen it multiple times, but it's not one that I just constantly seek out like uh, I'm going to watch this like once every 6 months I need to watch it. There's movies that I love that I need to watch once every six months, or at least sure. think about and everything else. This is not one of them. Right. It's but it is good. It is a good movie that I going back to that percentages theory that I had earlier. Sixty percent of this movie is enjoyable to me. Yeah. Forty percent of it is an overwritten mess. Yeah. But sixty percent of it's pretty good. 
And well, I just have the I standards would, then. I would stand. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would use this as an example because it's a point that I was making, and then and then it brought up a point that you were making, and I forgot about it, and then I'm gonna come back to it. I like how, like, because it, it does some things differently, like you said, that are the, the bumps and things. So after Sarah and Hitch have their fallout, she apologizes to him. She goes to his place and apologizes and is waiting for him as he comes back from running or whatever in capri pants. Mm-hmm. The fuck? The fuck? The mid-2000s, man. Really? Like, the mid-2000s. What is happening? So what, she's there to apologize to him, and he's not ready for it. He's not ready for the apology. He's still hurt. She literally fucked up his bag. I can't be in your presence right now. That's it. That's a real reaction to that situation. Mm-hmm. And that is an understandable reaction to that situation. Absolutely. Not necessarily the best because there's of obviously course. you obviously love her. Right. But, but that's you don't a always real... have the best reaction in real exactly. life. Exactly. Like, like it's very don't... easy to think in hindsight, like, oh fuck, I should have done this. Yes. But sometimes in the moment you just react. Exactly. But what does that lead to? The traditional guy goes and gets the girl sort of thing. Now he goes to her apartment. Mm-hmm. And now he's knocking on her door, which has a push bar for the fucking door. How? Yeah. What? New York, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I get Like, in this I abandoned meatpacking fucking fire exit type door. I, I don't get it. I understand that you're not the best city in the country, so I get it. I understand. You're getting there. You didn't invent the skyscraper like we did. Okay? I get it. But, push bars on a residential door? Dog, I don't get it. I don't get it. I lived in a a converted manufacturing plant. Okay? Like, they converted the units. And it's a city thing, folks. Okay? For people (laughs) that don't live in big cities that are old as shit. Like... Like us from the West Coast, like yes. we didn't have this on the West no, Coast. No, the West no. Coast has zero history to it whatsoever. Yep, it's basically San Francisco, and that's it. And maybe like some of the sketchy ass tunnels of Seattle and Portland. Yeah, uh, and that's it. That's the history. Yeah, yeah. And like even San Francisco's history is like, oh, we had an earthquake and the whole city burned down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, which is what Chicago's history. So basically, they stole Chicago's. Yeah, they stole Chicago's history. Those sons of bitches. Oh my god, we're from the West Coast. So. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, like, but really, as I as I was saying, so she's got the push door. Like he goes, the push door, and then he can't. But then they go back to like doing something different. He can't figure out what to say. But that you know, and then a bit be which miserable. Which is realistic. And like yeah, I think. but then. But then he comes back to the whole, you know, I I want you. I'm like, and well, that just, was very and like the whole like turning, like turning his head, like it's a fucking soap opera, yeah. Like that whole. So it's just this weird jumbled mess of a final scene, where then all of a sudden she's using her fucking sister's husband to act like her. Like boyfriend, yeah, that and then was he weird jumps too. on the car, and he's like nice to the guy. The guy never says a goddamn word the whole time. Yeah, why is he standing quiet the whole time? He's like, 
because he gets introduced and you know she's been talking to him because she says she talked to her sister about this is that guy Hitch that I told you about. So you know as the husband you've been told about Hitch. So then that means when you were introduced you know who the fuck this guy is and you know how Sarah feels about him. Why aren't you saying anything during this fight in which you're sitting in the middle of it and the Mini Cooper? I as a brother-in-law would tell my sister-in-law knock your fucking shit off and go talk to this dude at some point. Step the fuck up and stop this fight from happening. Could you do us all a favor and tell us how you really feel? So it's little things like that that makes me only want to fuck this movie and not marry. (laughs) Apparently like an angry fuck. Jesus. (laughs) No. It's just figure shit out. There's no time for this half-stepping. Wait. So if you're saying figure this shit out, are you saying that you would fuck this movie but then demand that it figure its shit out so that you could make it more than just a fuck look we only have obviously a, there is the basis there we only for have you to three, take it beyond fucking look we only have three choices alright we sorry. did not make this a scale of five do not life bring, is not about three choices Renee do not bring an it's complicated fourth option in this motherfucker mm-hmm. it's fuck marry or kill and this is a fuck for me. What about cuddle? Can we introduce that as an option? <laughs> I will throw something at you. Stop I it. I always want cuddling as an option. God. And that's why. And that's why I'm under a blanket drinking wine. <laughs> as we talk, as we finish up a conversation about rom-coms that has gone an hour and 40 minutes. Dear God, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you cut this shit down. It's going to be tough because I think a lot of it's fun. <laughs> it's a lot of it was fun, and it's up to you. Yeah, like so. You how decide... should we end it? How should we sign off? So, before we're gonna go over the notes that didn't make the conversation. Um, no, I mean, how should we? Like, maybe we should actually end the podcast. I'm real quick. These are just last little bits. Uh, when he was drinking Benadryl, I feel like that's how SoundCloud rappers learned how to drink lean. that's hey that note had to be discussed on the podcast at some point okay um will smith types like a fucking grandpa he does when he said like the little tiny bit where he ties with one hand they Uh, walk past the friends fountain they walk past the friends yeah Uh, oh oh something that we didn't bring up that i wanted to bring up if I hear that fucking toast again that, that they have in the goddamn apartment, may you never lie, oh, cheat, Jesus. steal, or drink. But if you lie, lie with the one. I heard that, like, so this came out our junior year of high school. And lo and behold, in our mid-20s, a bunch of our friends are getting married. How many of those weddings uh... did some fucking groomsman or bridesmaid who could not figure out how to give a f- toast from the heart, Wait, just wh- give that damn line instead. Who did you know that was getting married our junior year of high school? No, I'm saying in our mid-20s, because then that group uh, of people uh, have uh, grown okay. up with gotcha, this movie gotcha, in their gotcha. life. So they're just like, oh, remember Hitch? Remember that toast he gives? How great that was? Oh I'm going to fucking say that. And like, hey guys, is he toast? You know, may you die. Like, so the wedding, get that the fuck out of here. Overwritten bullshit. Um, the pen was a great sight gag. Uh, yeah. at, you know, when Will Smith put, Hitch puts the pen and Albert, 
And then Albert pulls it out. Uh, I have a note about the uh, kiss scene again that I completely forgot. Uh, yeah. I, I love the kiss scene between Albert and Allegra simply because it's so, again, realistic and stupid and flawed. Yeah. And I've literally been that person so many times where I'm just like stumbling over what I'm thinking as I'm walking them to the door or like stumbling over my words and then don't end up kissing them and end up chickening out and then walk away and then immediately actually uh you know of a a very recent relationship where that's how it started where the first kiss happened where I chickened out yeah and walked away and then stopped halfway down the train platform yeah and turned back around and ran after her and kissed her. And it was the best first kiss I've ever had. And, uh... So anyway, well, I... Well, you almost had another good one recently. What? We won't discuss that here on the podcast. Anyway, so... Anyway, I liked that scene. I liked that scene because it was realistic and it was flawed and everything. And it was, it was like, every person goes through stuff like that, I think. I think. Um, and I also thought, interesting thought, maybe it was an homage or an alliteration to Singing in the Rain. Because he jumps out on the street and, like, skips around. Yeah, that was, that was the idea of, like, the whole dancing. They're trying to give it this whole, you know, big old Hollywood feel. Right. I mean, and that's my brief literary take on it. Well, it <laughs> from what little knowledge I have about it, Renee is the Renee is the uh, the master of that sort of thing. Uh, masters giving me way too much credit. But well. yes, there was that whole like they're trying to give the whole singing in the rain like oh he's you know old Hollywood in love sort of thing. But it was as heavy handed as the dialogue in this goddamn movie. Right. What does that make you, the devil? Yeah, <laughs> go skydiving. Yeah, there were way too many like weird forced lines. Hoping you don't fall like a rock. I just, I don't, I this dialogue, this dialogue. So you kind of like you me, only huh? fuck this movie. No, you only fuck I love you. Three dates, really? You're gonna drop an I love you for three dates? Well, Jesus, that's how you know. No, that's not how you. Uh, whatever. Uh, we you can, know what? we not, can discuss. I'm not. We can discuss love say. at first sight. Yeah. Anyway, if you know, you so, know. Let, let's let's end it with you know with giving nice out our socials as you pour another glass of wine because the party don't stop when the mic goes off. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yes, one. I like that. Um, anyway, Max, what's your? You don't have Twitter. What's your Instagram? Uh, Instagram is Max Lyon. Oh, my handle? Your handle. Oh, That's it's, how people find you on the motherfucker. Uh, the Lionhearted with a period between the and Lionhearted. And Lion is spelled L-Y-O-N. There you go. Like my last name. All right. And my Instagram is Relusa88. So that's R-E-L-U-S-A-8. Uh, and then my Instagram, or my Twitter handle is Supermarket Sweep without the R in super. So S-U-P-E, Market Sweep, all one. Because they don't give you the extra characters so I can have actual supermarket sweep. Give me that <laughs> R. Give me that R. Anyway. Well, so, if we get famous, you can leverage that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If we can get a blue check market subway. And then I will 
create an Instagram and Twitter for this podcast as we well. Yes. Uh, we, we I know will. you talked about possibly creating a logo for this. Yes. So yeah, we should. We'll, we should. We'll put up a generic one for now, and then we can just put insert the good mm-hmm. one once we have it. Um, and to the tens and tens of listeners who have actually stuck around for an hour and forty some odd minutes, the running time of the movie almost. Dear God. Why? First off, yeah, why? <laughs> and secondly, thank you, thank you, thank we you so much. We love you. We love you. We appreciate you. We're going to come back and and you know give you more of these hot takes on these rom coms. Yeah. And uh, yeah, our next one that we're gonna do is shh. We're ruin it. Well, we want to announce it now so that they can watch it and be prepared oh, yeah. when it comes when it comes right. out next week, probably. Oh, we should probably do that then. Yeah. yeah so it's gonna be Love Actually because Christmas is coming up. Like we're recording this on December fourteenth, so Christmas is coming up. To me, Renee, you are perfect. Appreciate you, sir. <laughs> I got thoughts about that. Okay. So we will get into those next uh, week. But yes, we appreciate you. We love you. We would marry you. I would definitely marry all of you. We'd marry you five times in one night. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a good night. This has been Bromancing the Stone. This is Bromancing the Stone. Peace.